Welcome to the Pastor's Study. I'm Pastor Rocky Fritz coming to you from the First Baptist Church in Amboy, Illinois. I encourage you to follow along in your Bible with pen and notebook in hand as we study the scriptures verse by verse and word by word. We are currently traveling the Romans road. Gather your things together and turn in your New Testament to Paul's epistle to the Romans, or what we usually refer to as the Book of Romans. We pick up where we left off in chapter number 3, where God is painting a very dark picture of the heart of man. Verse number 9 reads, What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise, for we have before proved both Jew and Gentiles that they are all under sin. Are we, the Jews, any better than they, the Gentiles? Paul answers with a very emphatic, no, in no wise, in no way. We are all under the condemnation of sin. We have all been condemned by the same moral law. As proven in chapters number 1 and 2, both Jew and Gentile. We could even say both them that have heard the gospel and those that have never heard the gospel are under the same condemnation. Now the Jew, of course, had an advantage in the fact that they have been given the message of salvation through the word of God. We today could say that we have an advantage because we have freely heard the gospel a privilege that most of our world today has not had. Now Paul mentions we, speaking of the Jews, are no better. We have no special privileges in God's judgment. There's no room in God's eyes for a we versus them attitude that is often the case in our world today. We are all under sin. We are all under the power and the domain of sin and death. Verse number 10 says, As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none righteous. This is the clear declaration throughout the Scripture. In the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter number 64, we read, We are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Notice verse number 10 starts out with the phrase, As it is written. We're seeing here a quotation in verses 10, 11, and 12 that comes from the Old Testament book of Psalms, both in Psalm 14 and in Psalm 53. We read, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looketh down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Verse number 11 reads, There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. There are none that understand the ways of God and seek to properly worship God. The heart of the natural man is born in the image of Adam. If you remember in the book of Genesis and the account of creation, Adam was created in the image of God without sin. Now, oftentimes today we hear people misquote scripture to say that 
all men are created in the image of God. The fact is that we are procreated in the image of Adam. We are all subject to death. Only Adam was made in the image of God. You see, Adam's sin brought death into the world. Death is first and foremost a separation from God who is life. Jesus said, I am life. All of God's creation was affected by sin and is now subject to death. As we look around us today, we realize that the laws of physics and true science kicked in when Adam sinned. These laws include death, decay, the laws of entropy, the declension of energy and the magnetic field in our solar system, the decline of the natural world. Of course, the religion of evolution denies the most basic and obvious laws of science to try to promote its ungodly principles. Verse number 12 reads, They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. We have all gone of the way of Adam. Adam is expelled from the garden and separated from God because of his sin. And we simply follow in his steps. Now the next few verses are going to give us a glimpse of the direction that this path is going to lead us. You see, Adam did not become all of these things that we're going to mention personally. But his following generations went much farther into sin and death as history has proven, and even as we see illustrated by current events in our day. One generation goes farther for the good or evil than the generation before. When God is left out of my life, when God is left out of my home or in society, each generation after me will go farther down the road that we are speaking of here. This is where that road ends. The only hope of turning this trend or turning from this path of destruction is to return to God through the person of Jesus Christ. Verse number 13 says, Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit, and poison of asp is under their lips. The first step down that road is seen in their words. Jesus said in Matthew chapter number 12, Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. What comes out of our mouth is what Jesus said defiles the man because that reveals what is in our heart. God says in Romans 3 and verse number 13 that their mouth is an open sepulcher, an open grave. They're speaking words of death. The grave is a place of decay. And it says that they have lying tongues. They have used deceit. And the poison of asp is under their lips. The poison of serpents. Their destructive words push them down that road to destruction. Verse number 14 says, Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. They use words of cursing, of profanity. Profanity is never necessary in any conversation. Although it is very popular in every culture, in every society, it is never necessary 
the only thing it does is to prove the depravity and the sinfulness of man. And notice that it's full of cursing and bitterness, of sour, repulsive, repugnant tastes. Verse number 15 says, Their feet are swift to shed innocent blood. As our words follow our heart, so our feet follow our words. Our words will lead us into action. Our feet speak of the action, the life that we will choose because we have chosen to use such foul, hateful language. Verse number 16 says, Destruction and misery are in their ways. The end of this life is destruction and ruin. Ruin of self and ruin of others. At the end of the road, there is no happiness or joy. There is no peace at the end of this road. Only death and destruction to look forward to. This is the path that every person is headed down. Now, of course, some have gone farther down that path, but that's the direction all of us are going without the redeeming power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And verse number 17 says, And the way of peace have they not known. What a sad ending. They'll never find the peace that they are desperately searching for apart from returning to God. All of the desires, all of the dreams, all the meditations, the tales, and the songs of a utopia to come will never come to pass in a world that refuses to submit and to return to God. Our only hope is to return to God through the person of Jesus Christ by trusting Him as our Savior and making Him the Lord of our life today. I close today with this question. Have you had a personal encounter with the person of God? This is the gospel, the good news as presented in the book of Romans. First of all, that God the Father sent the law to convince and convict me of my sin. Secondly, the Lord Jesus Christ died and rose to redeem me from sin's penalty of death. And thirdly, the Holy Spirit administers God's grace and transforms me into a son of God. This book describes in detail God's only way of salvation and sanctification. You see, when God works in our lives, He begins a work of transformation. This transformation begins at the moment of salvation and will not be complete until we are living forever in His presence. Now, I look forward to the next leg of our journey as we travel the Romans Road.